podcast is being brought to you by A Better You Consulting, where we help ordinary people achieve extraordinary goals. Would you like help creating a personal development plan to help achieve your most ambitious goals? Contact us today at abetteryouconsulting at yahoo.com. If you would like your business featured on our podcast, contact us at theliferoompodcast at yahoo.com. Welcome to the Life Room Podcast. Real life, real Christians, real struggles. Our mission here is simple. Our desire is for everyone to understand how the Word of God is relevant to their lives. So each show, you will hear a short teaching, followed by a brief discussion on how that teaching relates to you in your everyday life. So share with someone and allow God's Word to come directly into your living rooms, your cars, or maybe into your office. Welcome to the Life Room. So let's jump right into today's lesson. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13 of the New Living Translation. Stop changing on me. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13 of the New Living Translation. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. A theme for today's text is stop changing on me. The fourth chapter of Philippians is a great chapter of encouraging instructions to the church. It gives us insight on the mindset that we are required to have as believers. Paul opens up addressing the church in this fourth chapter, talking about joy in the fourth verse. He then talks about being considerate and in verse six reminds them of the need to pray about everything. He instructs the church to tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Now, although Paul is instructing the church on the type of demeanor they need to have as believers, Paul is not unrealistic. He understands that his joy, his peace, his attitude is not dependent on what is going on around him, but instead what is going on within him. This is the place we must pray to get to as believers so that we can be consistent Christians, not tossed from side to side by every wind that blows. See, the truth about life, as I'm sure you have already learned at this point, is that it's always changing. There will be good days, but there will also be days where you don't feel like things are working in your favor. There will be times when people are for you, And surely there will be times when people are against you. In fact, scripture has shown us that no one is exempt from even having people in your own circle who may be willing to betray you despite how good you are to them, such as when Judas betrayed Jesus. With all of this uncertainty, there is only one thing that remains unchanging, and that is our Savior who always remains the same. See, what Paul knows and what he shares with the church here in the fourth chapter of Philippians is that our peace does not come from all things being perfect around us. 
Instead, it comes from the peace that he gives us. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that lets us know that all of these things that we experience will work together for the good of us who love God and are called according to his purpose. Paul in this text shows us how to maintain our peace in an ever-changing world. Because if you don't find that peace, I'm afraid that you may find yourself changing along with your situations. In verse 10, Paul praises the Lord that he has someone that is concerned about him. It's a great thing that people care enough about you to be concerned about you. Be grateful for those who have you on their minds, even if they are limited in what they can do for you. Paul indicates that they were concerned about him, but they didn't have the chance. They did not have the opportunity. They could not help him. Sometimes what you need can't come from people. But sometimes we spend way too much time worrying about those who we felt should have helped us. But Paul is just grateful that they were concerned about him. They could not offer him anything tangible, but they had him on their minds. And it's my belief that because this church had him on their minds, they were praying for him. They did not come to his rescue. They were not able to provide any money when he was going through tough times. But I believe their prayers helped to strengthen him. Sometimes when you can't get to people, the best thing you can do is pray for them. Because God can get to people you can't seem to get to. God can touch the hearts of people who don't appear to be understanding what you're saying. Don't give up on that person you can't reach. Keep them on your mind and pray for them. The songwriter says, my mother prayed for me and she had me on her mind. She took the time and prayed for me. Oh, how I'm so glad she prayed. He goes on to say in verse 11, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. Paul indicates that what you saw as a great need, I was good because God had graced me with the ability to be content. Those who were concerned about Paul, I'm sure felt like if only I can get to Paul, I can help him. But Paul is indicating I'm good because what I needed, God provided. Can I help you here? Because some people expect that if they don't help you, you won't be helped. Yeah, some people expect that if they don't support you, if they don't support your vision, you won't succeed. I'm here to tell you that just like he did for Paul, all that you need, God can provide. So what may look to others like a need can actually be an opportunity for God to show you that he is your provider and he will provide whatever it is that you need. Listen, the only way to be discontent is to understand where your help comes from. The only way not to be anxious when things around you are changing and things are not going the way that you expected them to go is to understand that any day now, God can change my situation. But while I am here, I understand that my situation does not define me. It does not define my faith. The only way to remain content is to realize that no matter what may be going on around me, God is still in control. Paul's whatsoever's 
were some difficult things. Think about it. Paul was placed in jail because of his faith. Paul was brutally beaten because of his faith. Paul was kicked out of many of his circles now that he has come into the true knowledge of Christ. But despite losing freedom, despite being beaten and losing friends and family members, somehow Paul was able to remain content in his whatsoever. See, it's easy to serve when everything in your life is going well, but what Paul demonstrates is that there will be times when God calls on you to serve his people while you're dealing with unpleasant whatsoevers. It's important that while you're working your assignment, that you not changed based on your situation not being ideal. Yeah, you will struggle being a good vessel for God if your ability to minister is based on what you're going through. Paul indicates that the reason why I don't change based on my situations is because I have learned whatsoever state I am in that I can be content in that place. He does not have to get to a particular place to be content. He says right here in this place that you see as messed up, you may expect that I would have an attitude. You may expect that I would not want to be bothered, but he is displaying a trust that even if I'm not where I want to be, I know that there are worse places where I could be. See, Paul is instructing the church of Philippi and he's imploring them to be a consistent church. Yeah, he's imploring them to be a steadfast church, an unshakable church, a church that does not change because people's opinions change. A church that doesn't change because the culture changes. He's saying, I know you can be content when the world is celebrating you, but the church is supposed to be able to be the church even during difficult times. I know you can be content when all your relationships are good. And although that's a good place to be, when life weighs on you and God allows you to go through the things that 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 you want to be delivered from, will you remain content. Then in verse 12, Paul indicates that I know how to live on almost nothing or everything. <laughs> Paul has an interesting viewpoint. He has been liked by the Pharisees. He was praised at one point. He was well off. He was very educated and viewed as one of the elites. And he has also now had to suffer because of his faith. But he indicates that wisdom has taught him the secret to living in every situation. Can I be honest? God should be about through with me. <laughs> because too often, when things didn't appear to be going the way I expected it would, instead of remaining content and trusting God, I sulked in disappointment. Just this week alone, I had something that really didn't go the way I expected it to. And so I had a moment of discontent. But what Paul taught me is that I should have been able to remain content even in that moment. I complained. I expressed my dissatisfaction. I was in a lot better situations than many others have found themselves in. Yet, because it was different than what I expected, I changed for just a few moments. The next time I find myself in the whatsoever, and the whatsoever is not a good whatsoever, it's not a comfortable whatsoever. Lord, please help me to be like Paul. Because watch this, here in verse 11, Paul says, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, 
with plenty or little. What is interesting about that last statement is that he started verse 11 off by indicating not that I was ever in need. Yet he talks here about having times when his stomach was empty and he had little. Might I suggest to you that the reason why Paul indicates that despite having experienced these things, he still never considered himself to be in need is because he recognized that God would always restore him just like he restored his sight earlier. So he, un so he understands even at the times when he has little, God is always working. And so the place of struggle is only temporary. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to forget what he did for you in the past. Don't allow this current plight to make you forget that this was not the first time you needed to be rescued. See, Paul, watch this, speaks of an empty stomach, but he never indicates here that he was hungry. Paul speaks about having little, but he never indicates here not having his needs met. Sometimes the enemy will try to get you to focus on what you don't have in an attempt to keep you from being grateful for what you do have. See, Paul's solution to all his needs, to all his sorrows and his disappointments lie in verse 13 when he says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. The King James Version says, I can do all things. And rather you like the word all or everything, they both mean all encompassing. Meanings, meaning he's got you covered on every side. It's Christ who provides for me. It's Christ who I have my hopes in. See, Paul's ability to not change is not because his situation does not change. It's because Christ does not change. <laughs> See, although the Holy Spirit should allow you to adapt, it should not have you changing with every situation because even the things I can't do on my own, with Christ, I can do all things. So please stop changing on me. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm your podcast host. What I found interesting about this text today is that Paul was able to remain content with all the things that he had going on in his life. Because Paul, when you really think about it, it was it would have been easy for him to be like, man, God, I, I, I've changed my life in so many different ways. I, the things that I wasn't doing you know, before, the things how I was persecuting Christians and how I was doing everything I was big and bad enough to do. And now that I turn my life over to you, it seems like I'm being persecuted on every side. And sometimes that can be how it can sometimes feel as Christians, because sometimes it can feel like, you know, you you're having to give up things and you're having to be in a position where people don't always understand you now. And so that sometimes that lack of understanding from other people can sometimes make it seem like you're in a lonely place. And because when you think about Paul, Paul came from a, a place where he was being educated by the most elite before he came to Christ. You know, he was in a place where he was so well respected by the Pharisees. He was so well respected by his peers. And so to give up all of these things to now follow Christ. And now it seems like he has uh, now lost many of these things that that the world would look at as, man, you're successful. You know, that could be a difficult place. But when I think about it, Paul. 
Paul, what makes him so content and what he's going through, despite now being persecuted and now people, you know, coming up against him and things of this sort, is that all of the things that Paul was doing prior to Christ, he never had peace. He never he never had peace. So he was never never able to be content. He was always looking for people to persecute because he never had that that inner peace. But now that God that he has come to Christ and now that he has experienced what that that peace that surpasses all understanding. Paul is now like in a place where he's saying it doesn't matter. You know, you know, who, who doesn't understand? It doesn't matter who comes up against me because now I have found a peace that allows me to be content. In whatever situation that I found find myself in, and Paul found himself in some crazy situations. He he found himself in some places that I'm sure he never expected that he would be in. But despite all of this, Paul understands that now he has peace because he understands that his life now has purpose. He now understands that 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 when he leaves here, he's going to a, a better place. He he now realizes that the things that mattered before, they don't matter anymore. You know, the, the things that truly matters are the things that that are within because now I have this peace that lets me know that that my life is is in God's hands. And so I love that about Paul. And I just wanted to leave that quick moment of discussion. I'm not going to be here long. You know, we don't have Solante with us here today. She's going to be joining us on the next um, session. But I just wanted to drop that real small nugget for you to understand that sometimes the greatest thing that you can have in this life is peace. Despite what what people don't understand, this new journey that you're on, despite who does not understand the things that you that they may be offended, that you can't do the same things that you used to do. And you don't you don't 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 care to to follow the things that you used to follow and go to places that you used to go. Listen, peace is the thing that will keep you. There are people who are so successful, have so much money, but yet they don't have peace. Peace is what we get from God. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this moment that you have given us. I pray that you would allow your spirit to just rest on this podcast so that the people who are hearing this, that their ears will be open and their hearts will be filled with your anointing and your blessings and that they will begin to, to, to even search for you more. And so that we shall search the word on our own and that we shall find that peace that allows us to feel content in whatever it is that we're going through. I thank you and I bless you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.